Hello, and welcome to the Pitwall Podcast. Today, we are talking about the fantastic, the race we've all been waiting for, the Singapore Grand Prix, my favorite track on the calendar, and best part, Red Bull did not win. They didn't even beat Mercedes this week. Okay. So well, I'm we starting. Beat one of them. So uh, that's all that matters. Beach meat. So uh, how you feeling, buddy? First Red Bull loss of the season. I mean, I feel like it was inevitable. Because Inevitable? Bowl? No, I'm sorry. Oh wow, that was, <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good catch. Um, yes, inevitable. I mean, there's no way they were gonna make twin all races. Yeah. We knew, we knew there was gonna be, have something happen, and this would be the weekend to do it. Max has never done well here. Yeah. So I had a feeling, but I wasn't confident. And about two thirds through the race, I was watching it with my roommate Ryan, and he said. Man, Red Bull's not going to win. I was like, shh, shh, shh. it's not over yet. It's <laughs> yeah. not, it is not over yet. So anyway, we'll get into it. But first, let's do a quality in 60 because that was actually probably the moment where it was all over for Red Bull. So here we go. Three, two, one. All right. So first thing, Lance Stroll, huge crash in Q1. Uh, he was out for the rest of the weekend due to his injuries. He's recovered now. But anyway, big crash. Uh, it left Logan Sargent. Joe Guan Yu, Oscar Piastri, and Valtteri Bottas in the bottom five with Yuki barely sneaking in and Albon making it into P14. Then Checo only getting as high as 13th, another bad qualifying, and Pierre Gasly in between him and Max Verstappen also out in Q2, uh, which left a, a Q3 Red Bull-less time, uh, except for the lead Red Bull of the weekend, Liam Lawson, who got 10th. <laughs> Nico Hulkenberg in ninth, Akon in eighth, Fernando Alonso in seventh, yeah. K Mag, that's right, K Mag in sixth, uh, Lewis only in fifth, not as good as his teammate who was in second, Lando Norris fourth, and then the Ferraris had a 1 3 start with Carlos Sainz on pole for the second race in a row. What a qualifying it was. Dude. Carlos is on a roll, bro. Dude, yeah, we have a lot. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, so I want to jump into the teams as soon as possible, so we can yeah. talk about that. But I am very excited to talk about all, how all of these drivers are stacking up against each other, all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> and I mean, Science drove a masterful race, so I'm oh, really yeah. looking forward to talking about it. So let's uh, let's get the fun part over with first. How was the Red Bulls race, Dawson? Well, obviously, it was our worst weekend by far. Uh, I mean, the oh, whole... P5. Oh. Sorry, keep going. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> average for Checo, not for Max. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, I mean, the whole weekend, we never, like... It's like they changed the car completely. Yeah. It felt like. Because there was never a time where Red Bull was the quickest or even close to it. Um, so, obviously, they didn't finish on the podium. Max finished fifth. Uh, Checo finished P8. So, I mean, it's still a double points finish for Red Bull. Like, it's not bad. It's just not Red Bull. Yeah, it's not Red Bull. So, it's time to get into the debate right away. Yeah. So, there's kind of two fields of thought. One is it was just a setup and tire management issue for the weekend. Yeah. The other is the new technical directive, which... uh bans the flexi wing floor crap that we i was talking about last season yeah, yeah. there's like more regulations christian horner i don't i'm sure you saw christian horner mm -hmm. claims it had nothing to do with it what are your thoughts do you think it has something to do with it or i don't know 
it's it's tough to say just because like Red Bull's just known not to do good here. Yeah, at this track specifically. So I don't know. I but I still don't understand why that would be. It could be that. So but, do you, so I guess if it is that, we'll find out this weekend. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was kind of feeling too. Um. So I, as much as I want to believe that's what it was. It might have had some impact, though, to drop them down this far. Yeah. Drop them five places average or whatever mm -hmm. is not it. Uh, so, anyway, Mercedes had a great race ex until the end, I guess. Um, so, yeah. Lewis got on podium, um, the P3. Uh, best part of the race for me is when he blew past Max Verstappen like he wasn't even there. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, I made me so happy and it was genuine pace. It was awesome. So I was very, very excited. Um, Mercedes called a baller strategy to do a two stop late in the race when a VSC came out, which we'll talk about why in a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was the most I had felt like I had seen Mercedes be Mercedes in a long time. Oh yeah, They were just like on the hunt, uh, like, going after them for the win. They were going for the win with both cars. Yeah. Um, I, they saved a medium tire. No one else did. That was fresh. I, it was super entertaining. They were gaining almost two seconds a lap. Yeah, that it, was pretty crazy. It was It was awesome. I, was, I, I really enjoyed watching it, even though it didn't turn out as well as they wanted it to, especially because George Russell, uh, with I think four corners to go, mm -hmm. crashed out uh, after basically having – the most solid weekend other than Carlos Sainz out of everybody. Yeah. He was fastest man in the first sector almost every single lap of qualifying. Uh and it just really it sucked and he was really he really took it hard. So yeah. um there's also a big debate right now uh because you know Lewis was significantly faster than Russell on the final stints. Mm -hmm. I believe he closed in six seconds in that time. Mm -hmm. Uh so he was you know, catching up to Russell and a lot of people in hindsight say, you know, oh, Lewis could have won the race. He had the pace to win the race. Yeah. Um, and I like Lewis's reaction to this. He said, uh, basically it's his fault for not qualifying better. He should have out qualified Russell and then he would have earned the right to get past Russell. Oh yeah. And I thought that was I thought that was cool of Lewis to say. Yeah. So um it's you can't team orders out of a podium. You just can't do it. So, sure. especially when Russell had led the whole weekend. Yeah. So, dude, before we go on to the next one, dude, I was when Red Bull didn't pit under the safety car in their hards. Yeah. I, that's when I knew it was really over. Yeah, that was I did too. I was sitting there holding my breath with my arms crossed, like waiting for them. To pit. I think if they did, they might have won. Could have been a chance, oh, for, at, at least, least for a podium. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, after once I saw both them and one two with a twenty five lap hards on, I was like, "Yeah, this is not good." Yeah, dude, it was um, it was crazy. It really was like an old F one race. Like I just can't describe it any other way, other than Lewis. The not, most entertaining race of the season by far. Like it was more back to where Red Bull was. Like they hung around P five. Yeah. Their strategy wasn't as good. Like it was very old <laughs> F one style, like twenty nineteen and before feel. So uh, I think that's why I enjoyed it so much. So, uh, um, but uh, without further ado, let's talk about the man of the hour, Carlos Sainz. Tell me about his race. Driver of the day, finishing first on the podium. Carlos said the the race for the entire, I mean the entire race. He was yeah, it was impressive. That was that was crazy. I didn't. I like. I had a feeling once he got podium, 
him with the Bulls behind, he was either winning or podium. Yeah. And, I mean, considering he led it the entire time, I mean, it was a huge day for him and Ferrari in general. His strategy was genius as well. Yeah. You want to kind of talk about that? I mean, did you have something specific you wanted to talk well, about? Well, I, like, I guess it was just him not driving ahead. Yeah. And he kept forcing Lando back into the Mercedes to make them fight and keep them from... Yeah, yeah. How he said, like... uh what was it? I mean, the quote that's been going around Twitter all, all the time, or, or like all since the race was, um, uh, what was it? You're slowing down like to a point nine something gap. Yeah, or and something. he said it's on purpose. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I know. And, um, and that's when Ferrari was like, oh. To make sure that Lando stayed behind him and yeah. Mercedes was fighting. Yeah, that was, was really good. Really genius. Yeah. Really, really genius strategy. Like, that's some Alonzo level stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a bit, and that's a big statement. I feel like so. Um, I really enjoyed it, even though I was hoping Mercedes would win. It was it was entertaining mm -hmm. to watch. So for sure. And he sang "Smooth Operator" at the end, which is also <laughs> fun. And and him and, and Carlando. Carlando podium. Oh, it was beautiful. It, it was it really was beautiful. Was. Speaking of the Lando of the Carlando. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so we had a double podiums for McLaren, double points for McLaren. Yeah. No, sorry, not podium, but Lando finished P2, like you said, and I cannot be happier with – if a Red Bull loss is going to go this way, I want Lando on the podium. So That's what happened. So let's talk about Piastri. Piastri started P17. I kind of skipped yeah. over that in qualifying intentionally uh, and made it up to P7. Um, few DNFs helped him along the way, but still a masterful drive on a, a track that he's never driven on, mm. and Lando had updates and Piastri did not. Yeah. Um. So there's a lot of hype around McLaren this weekend. I don't know how much you've been listening, mm. but I watched weekend warm up this morning, and uh, they everybody's expecting Lando to win this race. Just, just by the way. Oh yeah. Uh, they are claiming that this is as big of an upgrade as their first upgrade package was in Austria mm. when they went from being terrible to actually contenders. Yeah. What do you think? How do you feel about that? Both of them will have it. But I mean. Might. I mean, looking at them from this weekend, yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Um, if Ferrari holds it together, it'll be another entertaining race, I think. Yeah, so I, I it's hard to say. I mean, I would ex I expect Red Bull to be back. Uh, sorry, let me be more specific. I expect Checo to have another average race this weekend. This yeah. doesn't seem like his kind of track to me. Mm -hmm. I don't really have a good reason, so don't hold me to it. But. Yeah. I would be surprised if he was higher than P5 or P6 at this race. I don't I don't think this is his track. Mm -hmm. Max, however, is a beast at every track. Yeah. Uh, and it's supposed to be dry this weekend, which hasn't happened in Japan in oh. a while. Uh, so as of right now, it could yeah, change. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, man, but like Lando's been circling this win for a while. Yeah. Which leads I'm, me sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm just saying I'm I'm very excited for Suzuka. Like the McLaren delusion syndrome track. is at an all-time high right now because <laughs> they could totally be terrible yeah. if they don't get it balanced right. So Piastri has signed through the end of 2026. He has got a contract extension. Yep. I have thoughts on it, but I want to hear your thoughts first. What do you think about this contract extension? So um, I, I was happy because I like Piastri. Um, I think it's a very smart move by McLaren, but I was – I knew that McLaren would want him for a while, but sure. I'm 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 kind of like you are shocked that he signed for that long. I mean, because this dude's like a F1 prodigy on the way up. 
a lot of people have issues with Zach Brown, but he must be pretty decent at negotiating. I mean, yeah. he got Piastri from Alpine without a lawsuit somehow. Um, <laughs> and he also had, had locked down Lando Norris for such mm-hmm. a long time. Um, I don't blame a rookie for getting a contract slid across the table that is this lucrative and signing it. Yep. Not, uh, not blaming him. However, I have criticism for McLaren a bit. Obviously, when Lando signed, it was a little different than now. Yeah. Lando signed knowing that their team couldn't win a race yet. Yeah. Their 2018 season was horrible. Yeah. But I feel like with Lando's level of talent, McLaren should have gotten him a win by now. Surely he threw one away in Russia, and it was yeah. his fault. But it makes me nervous because this is a big make-or-break moment. Because Piastri could be a world champion next year or never win a race in, until he leaves McLaren. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, And it could go either way. So I'm surprised that he signed for that long is what mm. I'm saying. I don't blame him, but could be could be a bad Hopefully move. it's some good money. Especially, yeah, I'm sure it is. Uh, <laughs> especially because he signed through 2026, which is the change in regulations. Yep. And we all know that McLaren does not change regulations very well. So he better hope that they have a good season the oh, next yeah. two years. Oof, so man. we'll see. We'll see. I mean, maybe he's signing up because Lando's contract will lapse before that. So maybe he's assuming Lando will leave and then he'll be the lead man at McLaren. Hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Because I do not. Ex- I, we'll see. We'll see. But I have a feeling Lando's going to leave. Maybe. Yeah. Or or he'll only sign like a one or two year deal. And How long does Lando have left? He goes through 25. 25. Oh, 25. Okay. I think. Dang it. I think you're right. I think it's 25. Yeah, yeah, I think it's through... Yes. I hate when they... They always use different words and it gets confusing. Because sometimes they say through, sometimes they say until, yeah. sometimes they say, and say until at least, mm-hmm. which is confusing. So... It expires in 2025. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're so, right. Um, I expect him to go shopping at that point. Oh, for sure. So uh, it's going to be really interesting. So anyway, great race from Piastri. Can't blame him. Uh, next person I want to talk about is Leclerc. Uh, yeah. Leclerc was sacrificed to the Italian gods this weekend. <laughs> um, so, you know, he had a good qualifying. He got third. Mm-hmm. They started him on softs to jump Russell. It worked immediately. Um, and I thought the correct strategy and basically what I think basically anybody else on the grid would have done is let Leclerc pass. Yeah. And then undercut Leclerc. So pit Carlos, it depends. It depends because he's on softs. Mm -hmm. But like Carlos would eventually get back ahead of him. Yeah. But let Leclerc go off into the distance. What they did to Leclerc, however, was continue to tell him to create a bigger and bigger gap between him and Carlos to let Carlos go ahead, which is just an impossible task. The first thing they asked within the first 10 laps was three seconds. That's a big gap. Yeah, and is. then especially on like this track where it's not that. Yeah, for the first twenty laps, there's still a train of cars together. Yes, like you would pit and be last. Yeah, yeah, that is not. That's a huge gap. Yeah, and then they at one point, I think it was lap sixteen, said he had five laps to increase the gap the gap to six seconds. That's insane. And man. I just. They really did sacrifice him. Yeah, so, I mean, he easily, easily, easily could have been a double podium for Ferrari. Wow. Easily. And worst-case scenario should have been, well, with Russell DNFing, definitely should have been a podium. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if everybody had done the, not correct thing, but, like, the ultimate pace thing, 
Lewis would have won, Carlos would have been in second, Leclerc would have been in third, Lando would have been in fourth. That's what, like, if you look on paper, that's what should have happened. Yeah. And I don't blame Mercedes at all, and Lando drove a great race, but they sacrificed Leclerc. So oh, yeah. he was looking at P5 there for a while. And and he also got kind of lucky because Max would have got him if Russell hadn't hit the wall. <laughs> so they really just threw, threw him away. So, I mean, again, it all comes down to qualifying, but geez. <laughs> so, um, so before we move on, I have to return to a question that has been fleeting God. us for a long time. Is, I know what it is. Is Checo the worst oh, driver man. in the top three teams? Because he <clears> finished, <throat> and, and just so you know, we established the top three teams as Ferrari, Mercedes, and Red Bull. You can make an argument for McLaren, but we didn't include them in the original argument because we thought they had no chance this season. So, uh, I mean, based off this race result... Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess if you based don't count, off this race result, George Russell Russell's is the, the worst because he crashed. Yeah. But he he was outperforming Checo the whole mm. weekend. Mm. So uh, what do you think? <laughs> he was outperforming Red Bull. Okay, let's. George Russell was the second fastest man on track until yeah the end of the, towards the end of the race. Um, maybe, 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 maybe. I know it keeps changing because we were we were trashed on science for like a while, but now he's turned it around. Yeah, so. the beginning of the season when science was finishing P six every race. Yeah, or P eight nine. I guess the question is, what would science do in Checo's seat? Yeah, yeah. Would every of the other the thing four that, drivers outperform Checo in that seat? See, here's the thing though: like something freaking happened to Checo. Oh, I know. In the first and the fifth race of the season, he got when he got blown by Max at Miami. Yeah. His brain snapped because he like he was all. It looked like we we're gonna have a fight to the end, but Checo just can't sustain he gave it. Gave up. I don't think they're not gave up, but like yeah, I mean. I think he just stopped trying as hard. I guess I don't think science can sustain it either. For the record, <clears throat> Carlos and Checo are very similar in that they are kind of like almost seasonal. Where like they have good races in a row, like Carlos is on right now, yeah. and then all of a sudden we'll just drop off for a while. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, you don't have to answer. I don't know my answer either. I'm leaning towards Checo being the worst of the of the top six drivers. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting. So, who would you like to cover next? Oh, let's. Uh, let's talk about your favorite driver, Fernando Alonso. Oh, yeah. Yeah, how did he do? So <laughs> Alonso finished in the back of the pack of the people who actually finished the race in P15. Mm. Um, that doesn't sound like a podium. Terrible race for Alonso. <laughs> a penalty for driving off the track towards the pits, or around the pits, I think it was. A slow s- pit stop. Then he spun off the track. Yep. What a day for our championship contender. And Lance Stroll wasn't even racing. Yeah. <laughs> so somehow he managed. But the thing is, somehow Lance Stroll would have finished behind Alonso. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, Lance Stroll wouldn't have finished this race. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah. Yeah, quite the race from a Mr. Podium himself. Oh, oh yeah. also Checo didn't get a podium either. So keeping well, a track of that. Yeah. That was, Checo made the bigger mistake of those two. <laughs> um, like, like Alonzo, when he said that, we were kind of like, mm-hmm. "Well, I could see that." Checo is like, "You sure?" <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Stroll didn't race. Oh, he crashed in qualifying. Yeah. Um, 
And I just remembered we have something very important to discuss before we continue Mm -hmm. about qualifying, which is Max got noted for two separate penalties and did not get he he got a reprimand for both. Yeah. Um, One of which was impeding Yuki, who uh, got totally screwed in qualifying and ended up not making it out of Q1. I'm pretty sure. Let me double check. Uh, Yep. Oh, well, he got P15, so he made it out barely. But um, but he didn't end up getting a time. He got impeded by Max. Max also drove slow out of the pit lane and uh, was noted for it and also no penalty. I'm not saying one or the other should have been, but I'm just saying 50-50, one of them should have gone, yeah. and he got no penalty. So mm. I was pretty upset. Uh, Logan Sargent, it also should be noted that Logan Sargent also got investigated and also got a reprimand. So the stewards are feeling light this weekend. Okay. But so at least it was fair. It wasn't like if Logan had got a penalty, I'd be screaming in the microphone right yeah. now. But uh, I don't like that. I'm very bothered by the fact that everybody else gets a penalty. Like, And the most interesting thing about it was so he impeded Yuki, okay? Mm-hmm. And guess what? Yuki's team did not attend the hearing. They did not go to the the hearing for Max versus Yuki. Yeah. On who, they didn't show up. None of them did. Not even Yuki. And that never happens. Wow. That very rarely happens. The worst thing that has happened in recent memory is uh, Aston Martin was late to a meeting, but they still gave them a penalty. They still gave the other team a penalty. Mm-hmm. So very suspicious that the Red Bull s- junior team, sister team, didn't even show up to a penalty about their star child, Max Verstappen. So I'm just saying wow. it's suspicious. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, that is a little suspicious. Yeah, it's How little, nobody showed up? Nobody showed up. Not a white and blue shirt in that room. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's. Mm. Pretty sus. Yeah. And they and uh, speaking of Yuki, uh, had a terrible race. Um, oh, yeah. uh, Checo hit him on lap one. Uh mm-hmm. yeah, I, did you mention that when about Checo hitting no. two different people? Okay, so I'll talk about them both. Checo hit Yuki on lap one. Yep. Put a hole in his car. He DNF'd immediately. Yep. Uh he DNF'd very smartly because he didn't cause any red flag or or safety car. He yeah, was he went right out of the barriers. But uh, I mean, Yuki got absolutely screwed by Red Bull this weekend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, massively screwed. Um, and then to top it all off. Albon was having a good race, and then this one's worse. Like the Yuki one yeah. was just bad. Like was just bad luck on Yuki's part. I don't know what Checo was going for on this one. The onboard, look it up if you if like you um Albon and Checo, dude. Like he went for a gap that wasn't even there. Yeah, no, that like Checo just didn't care when it came to this this crash. Yeah, so it, it made Albon not finishing the points, which made Liam Lawson. Did, which I was hopeful, uh, happy about, yeah. but Albon got absolutely screwed. So uh, that really sucked. And with that said, how was Sargent's race? Uh, P14 okay. ahead of Alonzo. Nice. Uh, he, he did. <laughs> Closer to a podium. He did cause the safety car that I think caused Red Bull the day. Mm. Um, Weird. So Williams caused y'all problems, not us. Yes. Uh, okay. Anyway, continue. <laughs> um, so he crashed into the wall. And uh, what was it? Lap twenty, I think. Yeah, something like that. Twenty yeah. or twenty-one. Um, and had his wing, front wing, stuck under his car, and then was able to make it back to the pits. 
without and somehow his floor didn't get damaged. Scattering debris all over the track. So safety car came out for like four laps and Red Bull didn't pit. For some reason. Yeah. With twenty five lap used hards. Yeah. I was I was so sad. And then when they finally (laughs) did pit, it was just like, Well, it's over. Yeah, but he finished a whole almost a second ahead of Alonzo. He did. And he was only 0.6 seconds behind Nico Hulkenberg. So, you know, he was close. He's pretty close. So is he going to keep his seat or what? I know we talk about the same things every week, but every week (laughs) we get closer to... Yeah, we get a little more information, get a little bit more data to work with. It's looking like he will keep his seat. Yeah. Which I'm shocked by. I don't think they have any good reason to keep him around to be honest unless they just have no viable replacement but i doubt that because mick schumacher is sitting right there so that's true that's the thing i don't know if they're maybe scared of like it just being another like the same incident and with another person because like mick had it rough at haas well, uh, he's almost cost $3 million in damage. By yeah, the way, I know. Sergeant has. It's probably going to be closer to three and a half by the end of the season, if not four. Yeah. So um, let's throw some more stuff into the mix now. Okay. So it's we're hearing rumors that AlphaTari is going to sign Yuki and Ricardo next season. Mm-hmm. Um, I have thoughts on that, but let's just assume for a second that Lawson doesn't have a seat. I don't know how tied down he is at Red Bull. I'm assuming very. Yeah, but does Williams probably. at least try? I'm sure there's going to be some con- some contracts thrown his way. Yeah, I'm, I don't know if he can sign one, to be honest. He might be contract contracted already to be a reserve for next year mm-hmm. either way. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty rough. Um, it is. I, I, I'm, I feel for him because I would want him to be a driver. How was his race? Uh, he got P9, so is like already ahead of Yuki and Ricardo yeah. and DeVries. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's just another Red Bull star. Yeah. Like, it's just, he just shows up and immediately does better than all of his other counterparts for that team. What they have done in the past. I mean, yeah. It, I hope he's considered for a Formula seat soon, Formula One seat soon. Like, maybe, I don't know. I, I know Alpha Tower is probably not going to happen, but. If he's not under contract for next year, I would love to see him racing for somebody better. So I think he is. I'm going to go ahead and say I don't think he can get out of Red Bull. So with that said, I think Red Bull is making a huge mistake here Um, because they're basically fully committing to Ricardo being the Checo seat filler next year. Unless Checo has an amazing year last year, I think we all kind of agree that next year is Checo's last year at at Red Bull. Yeah, yeah. And Yuki, like we've heard, is tied to Honda a good bit. Yeah, and, for sure. Um, so I I think they are fully committing to putting Ricardo mm-hmm. in that seat because they're not going to promote Lawson straight to that seat no, after a not. year of not driving. Yeah. What they should do, and it would screw Yuki a little bit, and I don't think he deserves this, but Ricardo is a bigger name and Lawson's outperforming him, um, is put Lawson and Ricardo in Alphatari and just fight to the end of the year yep. uh, next year better, best man gets the seat that seems logical mm-hmm. but they're not going to do that so no. yeah. because the other thing is and I think this might be part of it which ooh I hadn't even actually thought about this until I'm saying it so bear with me here 
it, they could be having a in case of emergency Checo plan next year mm-hmm. to where they can put Lawson in Alphatari midseason and move Ricardo to Red Bull midseason. Mm. That could be what they're planning. That's true. Because of Checo's no Alphatari contract. Yeah. So that could be their plan. I don't know. If that's their plan, all right, he Lawson could wait a little longer. And I'm sorry, Checo. But I don't know. What do you think? What's your take? How do you, what do you think that their future plans are? I have no clue. I mean, there's there's no way to tell with Red Bull because it's just they could fire Max at yeah. any time. Yeah, <laughs> that would actually be the most Red Bull thing ever to do. Seriously, it would be. It's kind of like uh, it'd be kind of like how the I, I'm always referencing this, but it's just the perfect reference to this team. It's kind of like how the Bulls fired, tried to fire everybody, yeah, and they let them come back for one season. It's kind of mm. like what they would do to Max to try yep. to get rid of Michael Jordan. Yep. So. I don't know, but and, and Max is not Michael Jordan. Lewis Hamilton is, but anyway. Uh, uh, so <laughs> Max is like the it's like it's like the LeBron and mm. Michael Jordan debate. Like Michael Jordan has the stats, yeah, but like now you've got this, yeah, star. Uh, also to be mentioned, I'm just peppering in some news as we go. Adidas is rumored to actually be the ta- the team name of Alphatari now yeah, instead of like Hugo what? Boss. Uh, okay. I have nothing to say. <laughs> Whatever, name your team what you want. It's it's Red Bull Junior. Yeah. So uh, I think that's uh, it. Uh, other than news wise, we have a couple teams to go over still. We didn't talk about Alpine. Yeah, we have Alfa a couple Romeo teams to go over Haas. still. Yeah, I'm just trying to see if there's any other news. Oh, and Helmet Marco got is in trouble for things he said about Checo. Yeah. And Red Bull Racing refused to respond because instead of apologizing. Christian Horner said, well, he's not technically an employee of Red Bull Racing. He's an employee of Red Bull something else. And I was like, just apologize. Like, it doesn't Yeah. It doesn't It doesn't hurt to put out an apology saying we don't agree with what Marcus said. I mean, there's said. no need for what he's saying. It's blatant racism. Yeah. It should be a thing in one of the most prestigious I don't think sports. anybody likes Dr. Marco. No, like, genuinely. I doubt it. There's no Red Bull fan that's like, oh, Dr. Marco, he's a good guy. Great guy. Yeah, so, no. anyway. All right. Uh, so. Pick a team. Let's keep going. Um, Alpine, Akon, uh, back-to-back DNFs Ugh. for Akon. Sixth DNF of the um, year, actually. I looked that up last night. Wow. Yeah. So, apparently his gearbox just didn't hold up for this race. Mm. It just broke. And he was forced to retire during, like, right at the start of the race. He looked quite upset. Yeah. He was gutted. Pierre Gasly had a quiet P six. Um, not really talked about. Yeah, no, I didn't see him at all on the on the field much. Like it was mainly that top five they were showing, or basically top four. Yeah, they were showing the most. Well, yeah, five when Russell was there. Yeah, I mean, great great race for him. I mean, on a track that I don't think they particularly thought they were going to be strong. Yeah, uh, quiet P six is not bad. So anyway. Um, Alfa Romeo, Joe, P12. I didn't see Joe like on the broadcast at all till like the end of the race. Yeah. So, uh, eh, it's Alfa Romeo. So, Baltas had a close to the end DNF. Um, both their drivers resigned. I think we might have talked yeah, about that last yeah. time. Um, uh, precautionary, we believe it's the gearbox. Uh, and it was Bottas's first DNF of the season. Did you mm-hmm. realize that? Yeah. It didn't seem like it. They didn't really talk about it that much, or maybe I just missed it. But Bottas DNF, and I I don't know. I was so focused on Mercedes going after him. I didn't even Yeah, there was so much going on in the front of the pack that like everything else was just like kind of... Eh. I didn't realize that they showed the race result after the podium, and I was like yeah. reading it, and I was like, oh, what happened? <laughs> um Haas, uh, K-Mag got a point uh, in 10th. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
mostly because of the Albon skirmish and because of George Russell. Yeah. Uh, but good for him. Good for Haas. Uh, got a point. Not more than normal for a weekend. Yeah. Uh, they're expecting to have a very, 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 very bad weekend at Suzuka. Probably yeah. the slowest team at Suzuka. So they needed this going into this weekend. Um, Hulkenberg was P13. Like you said, had a strong start in the race, but I, I think it's just that race pace is just not there in a Haas compared to the others. Yeah. So. Okay, well, my winner in the race goes to Carlos Sainz. Uh, I'm not giving it to Ferrari because they still kind of screwed Leclerc. Carlos yeah, Sainz, for sure. masterful race. I mean, really, truly one of the great the great drives. Probably the best win of – obviously the best win of his career because there's only two. Yeah. But uh, I think – Probably his best drive that he's ever had in professional racing that I can think of. Yeah. Uh, my loser, I'm gonna give it to Aston Martin uh, because they didn't. Their car crashed. It was really expensive. Stroll mm-hmm. got injured. Alonso had a bad race. They had no pace, and they have no foreseeable prospects for pace at the at the following races, other than Alonso loving Suzuka. So, uh, my winner is probably gonna be Lando Norris. Mm. Uh, I mean finish p2 if you're not going to give it to carlos give it to lando yeah so um loser probably going to be red bull maybe especially checo just because caused two dnfs and finished p8 i mean it's just i don't know he kind of screwed a lot of people over this weekend yeah yeah i mean just red bull in general kind of screwed a lot of people over this weekend checo in my opinion had the worst race if you look at every like prospect of if you look at the weekend in whole, like maybe Russell, I don't know, I don't know. It's it's, but just his, I don't know. He was just not himself this weekend. It doesn't yeah, seem like for sure. Um, so uh, this weekend is another chance for Red Bull to clinch the constructors. Mm-hmm. They have to outscore Mercedes or Ferrari, basically where Mercedes is currently at by two points. So basically, they just one of their drivers needs to beat them. Yeah. So if they have another weekend like this, it'll prolong. Uh, Max cannot clinch this weekend, even if Checo DNFs, uh, which is kind of surprising. Uh, but the math says is what it is. So he's more likely to, if they, if there's just a blip this last weekend, he's more likely to win uh, either in the sprints or in the race of Qatar. So gotcha. Um, yeah. Uh, imagine winning a, a driver's championship in a sprint race. It's possible. It'd be more uh, climactic than last yeah. year yeah, when he true. won in the, in a, Cool down room, which I was kind of happy about. Not he had such a big moment winning his first race. He could have a chill one. But it's going to take him longer to win this year, even though they're more dominant. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It's crazy. I mean, it seems impossible. but um, And he can't break any more records this season in terms of wins and that kind of stuff. I mean, he could get the most wins in a season, I suppose. Uh, yeah. But um, I'm hoping, personally, that... Mercedes, I believe, has the record. I'm not 100% sure. Someone actually, please fact check me on this because it would take a lot of research, I think, unless you can just Google it. But Mercedes won 19 races in 2015 or 2016, mm-hmm. the year that they were super dominant. Uh, I believe that is the record. So, um, you know, it could be a safe but, record. Uh, mo- like a team? Most, record, most wins in a single season. Mm-hmm. I believe it's 19. So Red Bull would have to lose five races to not tie that and four to tie that. Is that, my, is that correct, Matt? Yes, because there's 23 races. You're right. Red so, Bull has 17. Mercedes has 19. Oh, they already have 17 this season? Is that how many races there's been? It just it doesn't say. It just says okay. wins 
constructor Mercedes 19, Red Bull 17. Okay. Most wins in a season. So they have to lose basically three of the next seven. Mm -hmm. Or, yes, at least three of the next seven to tie. So I don't see that happening. But, I mean, if if they have a bad weekend this weekend somehow – Brazil happens, and then they just have need one more fluke weekend. So it's possible, but I, I don't see that happening. So um, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they won every race. I, I could almost confidently say I think they're going to win every race for the rest of the season, mm-hmm. barring maybe Brazil. That's about it, unless something happens. So um, you got anything else? I think that's it for me. Okay, well, thank you for watching, listening, all that good stuff. Subscribe at the Pitwall Pod. We'll be back for uh, a Suzuka breakdown. I'm very excited. Uh, and a special mention to Vettel being back and uh, putting a bunch of like B houses in there, even though apparently everybody's saying it might not work because there's a lot of other bugs that eat bees around uh, there. Hmm. But maybe that's the point. Give the bees superiority. About, is he going to bring bees in there? Surely not. I thought he was going to like like have beekeepers. I don't know. We'll find out. But I liked all the we'll teams having it. to paint them. It was very funny. So <laughs> uh, that's it. Bye. Bye.